0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is betting across America on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Femi Abebefe, hanging out here in Las Vegas, rolling alongside my man James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, the first Sunday of June. How we doing, buddy?
5: Doing okay out here. It is a great day to be alive. As far as being a better, I just want to get out in front of this right now. Femi, I'm taking a little break from sports betting in a sense where I've I've been I've been chasing some bets. I've been actually chasing a bet from last month when I had that that or twenty to one, nineteen to one bet on the Bucks to meet the Warriors mm-hmm. in the finals. And I chased it in that game six loss to Boston back over oh, a few weeks ago and chased a few other bets in the meantime and stepped out a little too far. And I think I had to finally rein myself back in and kind of give myself a couple slaps across the face. Like Salinas, you need to get back to some disciplined ways as a sports better. And sometimes the only way you can do that is you kind of have to step back. Doesn't mean that I'm not in, doesn't mean that I'm not watching the games and we won't be able to break down and mm-hmm. talk about so many different things happening in the in this world of sports but right now as far as me actually putting any wagers onto it I have to get back to some discipline the only way I can do that again is to just step back and not fire on any bets
4: well, we're going to be breaking down all the action today. And make sure to tweet at us, at Live on Twitter, at Rounding Again is where you can find James, at Femi Bebefe is where you can find me. Coming up on the show, Evan Klosky, the sports director at WTSP in Tampa, Florida, talking all things Eastern Conference Finals between the Rangers and Lightning. We'll recap last night's game three of the Western Conference Finals where the Avalanche went up 3-0 on the Oilers, a full breakdown of the MLB card. We'll go under the hood on the Philadelphia Eagles offseason and play a game of would-you-rather... We did this last weekend with the quarterbacks. This weekend, we'll do it with the wide receivers. But before we get into everything, James, I want to ask you about what you started off the show with, about taking a break from betting. Have you done this in the past, and how long do you think you'll be on the sidelines with all the action out here?
5: Oh, definitely I've done it in the past. I mean, we, we all have ups and downs. It is a roller coaster when it comes to sports betting. And and I'm not typically one to be the, a flat better. So it's not always just one unit, one unit at a time. Sometimes you step out and you really like something and you fire and you cash it. And that's nice. And other times you uh, start chasing it. And again, I was chasing. It wasn't so much. And, I, and I'm reflecting back. I've been thinking about, obviously, there's been a lot of things going on in the world of sports betting for mm-hmm. me in particular. And, and you know, it's, it's something where it's been, I, I think, I'm in a better place today. Let me do – I'll just – be honest, Femi, with you. I'm in a better place today than where I've been over the last few weeks, and in particular, over, even over the last few days. I uh, was able to get involved with some social media yesterday. I typically don't do that. It's just mm. not one of my strengths. So I'm not one to do things. I'm not really one to try new things, and, and I don't like to do things I'm not good at, and social media is definitely one of those things I have <laughs> very little experience. I'm not very good at it, but I was able to put some things out there. And then Brady and I yesterday on our on our program with the Bet Center last night, Brady Cannon and I, uh, we, we had some pretty co- candid conversation about, we talk all the time about what we bet, Femi, but we don't always get into some detail and some depth behind why we bet, how we started betting, and everybody's got a different story. And for me, I was able to just put some context to everything that had gone on you know, with, with all the the issues with Barstool, and, and really more so my bigger issue now with gaming you with know, the Colorado Gaming Division and their really the the half-hearted effort. And that's probably be, being kind in the, in mm-hmm. that reference to their investigation with the whole process, but uh, and why that was hurtful for me personally as far as just not believing what I had to say out there. But that aside, I think being able to to put some of that out there last night and be, be open and honest about where I've been and, and how I've become where I'm at today, uh, yeah, there's times where I have to just I have to step back, and I know what I've been doing is I was chasing. I wasn't chasing the bets that I lost. We've all lost bets. I've lost plenty of bets, and yeah. it was just a two unit bet that I had for the Bucs and ultimately the Warriors to get to the finals. So I wasn't chasing two two units. It was the 20 units that I would have won that I felt like they had Game Six. The Bucs did back in that uh, when they were at home against the Celtics to close that series out. Chased it in that game. Chased some other things, and then chased the under in that golden in game one of the finals it was alive under 223 or so and chased that too and lost that and that's right that's where it hit me and said I need to step back because I'm going kind of overstepping my bounds with some of the limits that I'm firing at this because I know I'm trying to chase what I felt like I would have won so yeah it's this isn't the first time I've had to step away from Mm -hmm. it and I think we just need to be honest with ourselves as not only sports betters Family, but I think we need to be honest with ourselves, just at, from a you know a, a psychological standpoint, because it it can be a grind on you and it can wear on you. you there's a, if we forget all the big wins we have, Definitely think about the losses more so, at least for me, that that I hang on to, and I've got to do a better job, continually striving to get better at that, where I can just. Let those go, but sometimes for me, I for me to actually let it go, I just have to stay out for a bit. So, not the first time I've had to stay out. Honestly, I don't know how long it's not like I'm gonna be waiting to the NFL season in three months from now to get back involved, but I got to give myself a little break.
4: Yeah, and I think that's a healthy way to look at sports betting. There, I know when I first started betting, I haven't been betting anywhere close to as long as you've been betting, it's only been a handful of years now. But when you first start out, you're like, Oh, I want to bet on everything because there's sports all all across the calendar and you want to have action on yeah. the scene because it's fun and when you win it's even more fun to place these bets here but I think specialization I think is also a really good yeah. uh, lesson that folks can learn here that are just starting out and also just knowing what you're not good at more than specialization knowing what you're good at knowing what you're not yeah. good at I think is even a bigger lesson because that's kind of how you lose money I and mean, you fall into these traps of chasing here when you take these breaks James do you tweak your process or is it just a break of just all right let me start Step aside and just clear my head, and I'll come back at this when I feel ready.
5: Well, typically, and you talked about the, the, you know, you're trying to find your area of, in a sense, expertise. And for me, I know what it is. It's the NFL, and secondary would be college basketball. Those are the two things for for decades that I've been playing and had a lot of success with. A lot of lost money early, and then you learn and refine your process over the course of time. And and I'm completely different, I've evolved as a completely different better today than I was obviously when I started way back in, you know, back in the eighties, but, but I I think it's, it's something where, yeah, I don't, uh, when you think about not only your experience, because this doesn't mean I just go into the NFL and just sweep the board each and every week. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot more success doing that than, than I do bad weeks, but, yeah, I, I think having some proper perspective on kind of doesn't mean that you're at least for me, my lane, my sports betting lane needs to be so wide. Now it's kind of challenging, right? right right, Femi, because we're 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 on a sports betting network. That's yep. what we're here to talk about. <laughs> and when I put things out there, I'm not telling people, hey, you should bet this, you should bet that. I'm just saying here's what I'm playing or here's what I would be thinking about this. It's everybody's got their own free will to to do what they want with that kind of information. But for me, strictly, I'd never try to tell anybody what they should bet or what they should stay away from more so stay away from but that's me <laughs> and I'm speaking for myself but but also from the fact that that you know when it, for I'm not an action guy I'm not looking for action I don't I I don't I'm a I'm a poor loser I'm not a good sport <laughs> I me mean, when I lose, I think about when I used to play. I was a bad sport. I, the whole sportsmanship. I'm totally different now as an adult, but think about my younger days. I did. I did not take losing well, and that was the same with sports betting too. But I don't go if I come to Las Vegas or I go to a casino. The only thing I come for is I bet on sports. I don't play. I don't sit at the blackjack table. I don't, play, I don't throw the dice. I already know that the house has the edge on me. I'm not good at those games. I'm not trying to, to figure out and learn how to play those games. It's, again, it's kind of one of those things where I, I, I don't like to lose. I really don't like to try new things. I'm just the old guy stuck in my ways, I suppose. And also that I'm, I don't like to do things I'm not good at and i know full well when i sit down at a table i don't i i could sit down at the blackjack table and put play 10 dollar hands of blackjack and would just be more livid losing $10 hands of blackjack, mostly because I don't know how to play, as opposed to throwing $1,000 away on a, on a football or a basketball game. I can deal with that. I've had plenty of those. So, but I, I know I'm putting myself in a position where I just don't, I don't feel like I have the best of it, and I don't like being in that position where I feel like I'm, I'm the novice or I, the edge is against me. In those games. (laughs) So I'm not an action guy. When I'm doing this, this has always been a hustle for me. Uh, And now it's just something that's very lucrative, secondary income for me. And that's what it's about. It's about making money, it's not about action. I'm not looking for action, Femi. I'm looking for winners.
4: Yeah, no, we're always looking for winners. I think one of the worst things that you can do as a sports better is to be competitive because we're all competitive. That's one yes. of the reasons why we get into this. We're competitive and we have yep. opinions on sports. And that's why it's like, hey, I think I can register my opinion and make a little bit of money off it. That was one of the reasons why I got into sports betting, because I always remember as a kid growing up, I would talk to my friends and be, hey, we'd argue about sports at the lunch table at school and all these things like who's going to win this series or who's going to win the Super Bowl, what have you. And that's kind of what the lead up was for me, at least getting into to this, but being able to step away and I had that kind of come to Jesus moment these NBA playoffs early on in the first round. Games one and games two I was getting my tail kicked and I was like you know what? This isn't fun. I'm going to stop betting individual games. I'm going to stick to series prices or areas where I think I can find an edge because I feel like I have a good read on how the series will play out, but I don't know the order of what these results are going to be. So that's kind of a thing that I did to somewhat just alleviate some of the pain from the losses. But that's one of the things that it's a moving target with sports betting. When you feel like you got it, sometimes it slips away here. But I think that's a really good and authentic approach that we've started the show off with, James. And that's the thing, too. Like, we want to be transparent. We want to be authentic because in this space, not everybody is. But that's what we strive to do here at VEASAN and on this show as well, James. I think it's an awesome way to kick off the show here. Didn't think we were going to start this way, but here we are yeah. sitting on the couch, two guys, just talking about some sports betting, you know? <laughs> well, and one
5: last thing to that, Femi, is to the ability to, to be humble, for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you go through stretches and I've gone through stretches. We're just on a heater, right? You're just everything. You're just seeing it. You look at the board and they're just, the games are just jumping off to you. Yep, I like that, that, that. And they're coming in left and right. And you can get ahead of yourself and yeah, I got this market cornered. I'm the the man. And being able to show some humility just internally to yourself, like it's not always going to be that way. Mm -hmm. And then allow yourself to be vulnerable because I think from being vulnerable and being in touch with that will help you become the not only a better, a better, better in a sense, but sometimes, at least for me, growth as a person, the maturity that comes with it, it's okay. I've allowed myself to be in a space where it's okay for me to to show some vulnerability. It's not weakness, it's growth, it's maturity, it's strength. And that makes me a better person. It makes me a better, better as well.
4: Yeah, well said there. I don't think we do enough of these segments on our network and on our shows. And I'm glad we were able to start the show with this segment here, talking all things sports betting. But on the other side, we start to look at the games, including game two of the NBA Finals. Warriors-Celtics next.
2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people,
1: what's the weirdest
0: place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky?
2: Ready to cross America on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best bets, Jonathan Vontobel at Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN Experience which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at vsin.comslash summer. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado, as always, on this Salinas Sunday is what we're coining it here for BAA. And James, the big game tonight in the NBA, Game 2 of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. Boston being able to win Game 1. They've already stolen home court advantage, but... Will they try to get greedy? We'll find that out later this evening. Right now at BetMGM, the Warriors minus four and a half at home. That number continues to tick up here with a total of 215 and a half. Golden State minus 185 on the money line. Boston coming back the other way at plus 150. Your early thoughts on the side and the total here for game number two.
5: Well, first, I'll go back to game one and just such a contrast of, well, really just one quarter, that fourth quarter in particular for the Boston Celtics, where that was the first time in the history of the NBA finals where a team going into the fourth quarter down double digits ends up coming out victorious by double digits that was the Celtics and it was all really the the three-point shooting and in particular it was a three-point shooting of of guys that uh, coming off the bench Derek white was tremendous shooting the basketball Peyton Pritchard knocked down some big threes as well and then Horford had one of those games like he had and he had one great game in that series against Milwaukee well they definitely had one there last or on Thursday night in game one against the Warriors and that was kind of where I didn't play the game before it started I was was I had some concerns both sides one with the Warriors was there going to be a little bit of rust you know they'd been they'd laid off for a little while and probably figured all right may take them a little bit to get going but they're going to at least have their legs legs underneath of them because they had such a long layoff from beating Dallas to waiting to the NBA Finals to start and then on the Celtics side coming off back-to-back seven game series Man, how much did that take out of them having to go through that and now the travel again? I know they had a couple of days of rest between clinching that Game 7 in Miami to to now playing in the NBA Finals. But still, that's, that's a lot to have to come off of. And what was that going to look like from a shooting perspective? And I just wasn't sure. And we saw it hot early. Both mm-hmm. teams shot hot for, for the majority of it. But I think it was the Celtics. It was the fact that you had bench players like Derek White, like Peyton Pritchard coming off that didn't have to play a lot of not only a lot of minutes in those seven games against the Miami Heat, but high-level minutes. Yes, they're consistent bench players that come off to contribute, but not having to play these high-level kind of minutes, high-intensity minutes, they had their legs under them, knocking down those shots. And I think for both of these teams, Femi, these are teams that the, the Warriors aren't going to panic here. They've been here and done that before, so one-game loss is not going to to cause them to have to create all these different type of adjustments to be made. I think for them the biggest adjustment that that i feel like i need to see out of the warriors to want to get back involved with them is get back to doing what they do well and that's the the how well they share the basketball but it's not all about shooting the three-point shot for the warriors yes they've got great shooters on that team but what we saw I, i think about the series against the grizzlies femi and how they really they're they're They really attack the basket, not so much off the bounce, but off the pass. And they're terrific at running a lot of sets off the ball when it comes to screens off the ball and back cuts, et cetera, shape-ups off those screens coming off off off-ball action. And they're great at making the good – giving up the good pass for the great pass, giving up the good shot for the great shot, and a lot of times trying to get higher percentage shots going to the basket and sometimes flatten the defense out and kick it out. We didn't see that from the Warriors. It almost felt like they were chasing in a sense. We just talked about chasing in the last – segment and myself Mm -hmm. chasing bets. I feel like the Warriors were chasing threes, trying to, to catch up to what the Celtics were doing, especially in that fourth quarter. I think the Warriors get back to what they do best. It's sharing the basketball, but things going to the basket, higher percentage shots as opposed to relying on the threes like they did in game one.
4: Yeah, it definitely looked like to me, at least watching that fourth quarter, that they got spooked a little bit when you mentioned that they were chasing what Boston was doing. It was almost Boston, they start the fourth quarter making seven straight three pointers. And the Warriors' are like, Oh yes. my goodness, like we we just blinked our eyes and now we're trailing. Like and then all of a sudden they start jacking up shots and they weren't falling for them, and it becomes like a snowball effect in a sense. But yeah, this Warriors team, based on the number it really interests me because right now we're seeing four and a half. This game closed around three and a half game one. And that seemed to be the true price because – also, looking at this from an advanced standpoint, games three and game four, there is a sports book here, a prominent sports book in town. They don't pay our bills, so I'm not going to mention them. But they have the lines for game three and game four already posted in Boston, and the hmm. Celtics at home in both games would be three and a half point favorites with a total of 215 and a half. So that's almost telling you that they the the oddsmakers feel like these teams are pretty evenly matched and are given about three three and a half points for home court advantage. But the fact that we have four and a half for game two shows that we have a little bit of that must win tax attached to the Warriors price here. And with that being said, do you think that there's a little bit of value maybe coming back and taking the points with the Celtics? I do. I think that number is getting to, uh, four and a half is a pretty
5: steep number where uh, we're not going to see a complacent Celtics team coming in here to say, well, we took the first game. So now we got home court, home court really, uh, how big a deal is home court really in in the NBA in my mind? I mean, yeah, you've got the the crowd on your side, but that does, they don't shoot the basketball for you. They <laughs> don't close out to shooters. They don't rebound, right? It's up to the players to have to make the plays. And these are veteran players. And I know the, the Celtics have a lot, a lot of youth on their side, but they, this team, this the core of that team's been around for quite a while together. And I think the, the the leadership and then playmaking ability of Horford at times really, really galvanized this team this season and really committed to themselves to playing better defense collectively as a team. But yeah, four and a half feels like it's a little bit of a stretch to me. I think it's it's I mean, you're in the finals here. You're not going to take a game off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not going to be well. The Celtics are going to be kind of satisfied with her. They're absolutely not. I mean, you would, you, the quicker you can get these over and go pop that champagne and have your parade and celebrate, absolutely, you're going to want to get after it. And the Celtics have been tremendous on the road through the playoffs, 8-2 and two so far during this stre- the playoff stretch for the Celtics. So they're not intimidated to go on the road. We saw that in the fourth quarter. And that was the piece for the Celtics was maybe the legs weren't there. We saw that for Tatum. Tatum had a terrible night shooting the basketball. But you also start to recognize, all right, If I'm not getting mine, I'm I'm getting the touches, but I'm not knocking down these shots. I got to find other ways to contribute. That's exactly what Tatum did. He had 13 assists in that game for the Celtics, so It helps when you pass the ball and these guys are just knocking down everything in particular in that fourth yeah. quarter. But the, you know, I, I think the legs will be back. They haven't played since Thursday. I think both teams, you know, the, the side, I probably lean towards the Celtics plus that number, but more so I think with this total and and I, I'll contradict myself in a sense of my, where I'm at typically as a sports better. I'm typically the underdog side as well as betting the unders and kind of in a sense betting against human achievement. But <laughs> I don't know here. I, d- just because both of these teams uh, the, the chemistry on both of these teams, especially offensively, is so sound. They, these teams share the ball incredibly well. This isn't a these the the Celtics. I remember a couple of years back in the bubble, in particular, when they got worked by the Miami Heat. In the conference finals, where it just became a one on one type of situation for the Celtics players. And mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of movement. There wasn't a lot. It was really selfish type of basketball. Well, this team has grown, it's matured, and we see them now playing the style, not so much the offensive sets the way that the Warriors do and how well the Warriors share the ball and trust their teammates. Right now for the Celtics, they're doing the same type of thing where they're passing up the good shot and extending it for the great shot, open shot. Guys are trusting their teammates to knock down shots. And so many players out there shooting the ball so well, playing with a ton of confidence. And the fact that both of these teams are are not selfish and they will... Share the ball and make those extra passes because it's all about winning right now to be in the finals. How can I want to say I want to find the under here? Yeah, they're not. Neither team is going to shoot the ball. In particular, the Celtics shoot it. You got to expect some regression, but even still, I think the pace of play will be there. Both teams want to get out and get some easy, easy buckets in transition. I think the pace is going to be there. The nerves are going to be gone now. You're after it. You you know each other here in game two. I I think the better bet for me, if I was going to play, I'd be looking at playing the over in
4: this game rather than playing the side. And I'm with you there with the over. Like, to me, this looks like a series to where even in this spot in a game two, now that they've seen what each other wants to do defensively, game ones typically are the feeling out process type of parts of a series. Now that they kind of know what they want to do, I think that the offenses are going to be even better in game number two. And with Robert Williams dealing with that knee issue, like he played really well in game one and had a little bit of a break the two days off, but – That knee has tended to flare up. Right now he's a game-time decision. Marcus Smart also dealing with an ankle issue as well. He's clearly not his same self. He's really good still, defensive player of the year good, but he's not the 100% Marcus Smart that we saw earlier during the regular season. Uh, Real quick before we go to break, the three-point variance that we've seen almost makes this impossible to be betting on these numbers here. From an underdog standpoint, would you maybe, if you like Boston with the points, maybe sprinkle a little bit of money line, knowing that a lot of people like this Celtics team quite a bit?
5: Actually, real quick, Family, I, I just think this is this this the matchup with these two teams and their propensity to not only take threes but make threes, this almost feels like you should be just trying to play in-game and potentially get plus good plus numbers on both sides because you're gonna see such fluctuation with the scores because both teams can knock down threes. You can get really good numbers in-game on both teams and hit a good middle.
4: Yeah, Boston went from being down double digits to start the fourth quarter to winning the game by double digits. That just goes to show you how the swings can go. In the NBA, on the other side, let's go to the ice talking game three Rangers lightning next.
2: This is Betty across America on peace the sports betting network.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by Bet MGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado. And James on the ice last night. We saw the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton backs against the wall. They played a pretty good game, but not good enough as Colorado takes the three oh series lead. I actually made it a bet on this game. I bet Colorado or rather sorry, I bet Edmonton right before Puck dropped there. I was like, okay, I think back's against the wall. I was contemplating betting the series price, which was six to one before last night's game, but I was like, you know what? I want to do like a little money line rollover so let me just bet this game individually and then we'll see what happens after this game unfortunately for me edmonton failed to get back into this series losing it four to two so we sit here three nothing in favor of colorado here your thoughts with the avalanche now one win away from reaching the stanley cup final
5: yeah i mean now i think for the avalanche go clinch this end game four and sweep the oilers to get to that final and I just think on the Oilers' side, that was the that was going to be the challenge. And we had, we when we were talking about this game last night, Femi Brady Cannon and I was thinking, all right, we knew obviously the urgency is going to be on the Oilers, but sometimes that urgency and that adrenaline, yes, you're going to feed off the home crowd, but because there is this sense of urgency, and especially from the fact that the, the way that you lost the first two games in Colorado, not only the wild shootout, you couldn't, get, couldn't stop anything in front of your own net for the Oilers and Smith getting pulled early and just was the Mike Smith that sometimes we get fearful of when we mm-hmm. see in the playoffs. But I think the, then being shut out. In Game Two, and just being thoroughly dominated, that yes, that aggressiveness and that uh, and energy and and really that and in, that intensity coming out on to the ice for this Game Three in front of your home crowd, feeling this sense of desperation, needing to get yourself back in the series, would you stay disciplined enough as a team to not commit? Stupid penalties. Well, that didn't take very long for the Oilers. Yeah, I know they jumped up. And Connor McDavid, there was a sighting of him in the series finally. He's got that <laughs> quick goal early in the first period. But then here comes the five-minute major after that with Evander Kane. And I think that's the biggest thing right now. Going forward now for the Abs, whether they 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 finish him off, which I suspect they will in Game Four up there in Edmonton, but but ultimately they're going to win this series and move to the Stanley Cup final. The biggest piece now for the Avalanche moving forward is Kadri. I mean, he may be out. It, you know, that's the one thing we. It's very talk about lack of transparency when it comes to injuries. Nobody's nobody's more nobody's cloudier than the NHL when it comes to to what the <laughs> what the issue is. And for Kadri, we may never know exactly what it is. But some reports that that I've read out here in Denver. Is, that he may be out for the for the rest of the playoffs not only for this series but the Stanley Cup finals as well that it could be a huge that could be a huge injury and a major impact for this offense for the abs going forward once they get to the cup
4: yeah, that's, that's a big blow there for Colorado. and almost yeah. makes me want to think about, okay, maybe the Eastern Conference champion could be the look there in the Stanley Cup final, given that Colorado will likely be favored. We'll see what happens if Tampa is able to get back into the series. But even if it's Tampa, I think Colorado might be the favorite on the series price for that Stanley Cup final there. Um, but before we turn our attention to the Eastern Conference finals, last night, the game once again went under the total. We had a seven there. We joked about it last week and talking about how we could see a seven, and now it's going to be the regular occurrence for the total in this series this game going under with six goals being scored here do you think game number four also plays out in that fashion as well going under the total because I mean after what we saw game one when it was 14 goals combined everyone thought that this was going to be light years hockey and the the future was was here in 2022 but now we're going under a couple games in a row now
5: yeah I think and probably for the avalanche be number one with the injury to Kadri. And what is that? How is that going to impact the, the you know in the middle of the ice and their rotations as far as their lines are concerned? Some adjustment and some juggling are, is going to have to happen there. Uh, I would probably lean towards the under here. I just don't know from the Oilers' standpoint. That was it for them last night. They needed to have that. They couldn't get it done. They haven't been able to make any. They they haven't been able to figure anything out through the through these first three games against the Avalanche. So what's really left in the tank? Yeah, there's going to be some competitive pride to not get swept at home in this sense, but you know, whether you, you lose in game four or you game five, I mean, ultimately the mindset right now for the Oilers, because this isn't like some long-standing veteran team that's been there, and we'll get to the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Final in a minute when we think about Tampa Bay and their position being down 0-2 going back home uh, later this afternoon against the Rangers, but I just don't know if that mindset, that collective mindset is going to be there for the Oilers, so I'd like the ABS to close it out in game four. As far as the total is concerned, i probably again kind of lean towards the under in this matchup. Maybe the Abs get a little... I don't think the Abs are going to be looking for revenge. That doesn't do you any good. The last thing you want to do is, mm-hmm. is go after Kane. I don't think Kane's going to be out there. He probably is going to be suspended. We won't see him again suiting up in this, in this series, but you don't want to go in and retaliate and get yourself suspended rolling into the Stanley Cup, so maybe it's more of a, yeah, let's not take too many chances. Let's just make sure we protect our goal here and advance. Win in advance. That's all
4: that matters for the Avs. Yeah. It doesn't matter about style points. I'd probably look at the under in that matchup. Yeah, Colorado right now minus 125 on the money line to close this thing out in four. And then the total sitting at seven there with the under minus 135. So you're seeing that under heavily juiced there over at BetMGM. Let's take a look at the Eastern Conference Finals because tonight, like you mentioned, game number three, or rather this afternoon, I should say. It's an early puck drop here in Tampa Bay at the Amelie Arena as the Lightning are minus 175 on the money line. The Rangers plus 145 already with a 2-0 series lead after holding serve with home ice at MSG, the total of five and a half here. And my question is that Tampa Bay, they clearly have the pedigree, two-time defending Stanley Cup champion here, but they find themselves down 0-2. What do they need to do to get back into this series? You got to wake up
5: for one. I think, I, And that was kind of the concern, such the long layoff from when they were able to sweep the Panthers in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. That They finished up that series on Monday, May 23rd, This series with the Rangers didn't start until Wednesday, June 1st. Basically, they had rough, what, nine days off? before the next series starts. And when you've been going alternate days, playing every other day, and they had had a seven-game series, really intense and physical series against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then come right back and you sweep through Florida. But you're already in that, the athletes are creatures of habit, and you're Mm -hmm. playing alternate every other day, maybe two games or two days in between, depending on travel. But ultimately, you're in the zone, and you're in that rhythm and routine. Now you break that. Wasn't surprised to see them come out flat. And the other side with New York, having just come off another set, Seven-game series and already in that rolling off with that momentum and playing at home. I mean, the the Rangers have been spectacular at MSG this year, eight and one in the playoffs, and the only loss was that way back in Game One of the opening series against the Pens. That in a sense doubleheader, that triple overtime thriller that they lost. I mean, they've been a completely different team at home. Not so much that they haven't been able to go out on the road because they were able to clinch their last series on the road. But I think for the Rangers having that momentum now, kind of was I was expecting a better effort and a more some more intensity and more urgency from the from the lightning in that game too, the other night against the Rangers didn't really see that still kind of felt like it was not I'm not going to say passive Femi but just didn't feel that urgency I think we'll see definitely I have to see that urgency tonight or this afternoon like you said it's great that's going to be on early as opposed to competing with the NBA finals tonight so good job of the NHL to stagger the time but I, I think here it's the number is too high i i I'm not one to go and it's so hard to, to repeat let alone three in any sport Femi and mm-hmm. so I'm not really an advocate to say oh this team's going to be able to get it done but what we've seen from the lightning it's not a team I want to say they can't do it probably be, if, if I was betting I I'm probably I'm, like I said I'm not but I probably would stay away from that side the that number's too big, one seventy five minus one eighty. That's a big price delay. I like the under where it was at five and a half, but it was at a dollar twenty last night. Now as we talk about it here, looking at it live, it's $1.35. dollar thirty-five. So that juice is really lean towards the under or really went heavy on that underside at five and a half. I get it. That makes sense on why we need uh, really need to see Vasileski get back to playing the type of playing the type of goal, you know, the goaltending that we're accustomed to seeing at a championship level. I think we'll see that today.
4: It almost it sounds a little corny, but I always think back to the Houston Rockets, the 94, 95 Houston Rockets and Rudy Tom after they beat the Orlando Magic saying never underestimate the heart of a champion. And it's kind of a narrative street thing, not really something that you use a lot in handicapping. But with this Tampa Bay Lightning team, you don't want to underestimate the heart of a champion. There were two time defending cup champions now coming back home minus one seventy five. The series price is the one that really interests me with this because they're plus 200 over at BetMGM right now. New York is minus 250. Do you think we end up being 2-2 after four games played here in this series? Mm. Uh, it very well could be. I'm, again, I, I, just, I, I think for the lightness,
5: completely different scenario than what we saw with Edmonton. Going home 0-2 yesterday, just mm-hmm. obviously nowhere near that that championship medal about them. I'm just I, I just think for the Lightning, I just it is it does factor into the, at least for me it does fact it's an intangible that does factor into my handicap in any sport. In this case here with hockey and and the Lightning. I mean if this was a team that was just going to go through the motions, they would have been knocked out in the first round. They fought, they yeah. closed that series out in Toronto and then swept through Florida. They got their championship mindset back. I think they get it back again today. So could this go back to New York? I kind of to to the yes and that we'll see it going back to game five in new york this series tied at two
4: yeah plus 200 could be a pretty good number if we're tied at two yeah. after 40 we might be looking at a pick on the series price entering game number five on the other side let's go to the diamond we take down the mlb card next year on betting across
2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
3: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice too, because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? tarian I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash paper This
2: is Betting Across America on v the sports Betting Network.
4: There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA Finals game. And if either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code VSYN200 when you make your first bets. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSYN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer in any NBA Finals game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non withdrawable. Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by Bet MGM Femi and Bet Femi, hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, let's turn our attention to the Major League Baseball card. There's actually a game going on right now over on Peacock, I believe it is. The Detroit Tigers in the Bronx taking on the New York Yankees. They lead it 2-0 in the fourth inning. Right now, the Tigers minus 145 on the money line. The Yankees plus 110. But, we got a game going underway in about 48 minutes here in Baltimore. The Cleveland Guardians taking on the Orioles. The Guardians minus 120. Orioles even money at home with a total of
5: 8.5. Yeah, when I looked at this earlier this morning, they did not have a listed pitcher for Baltimore. So now looking at it, it's Dean Kramer. I think this is going to be his first Action this season. I'm looking at here. I don't see him having logged any pitches this year, so he's having to step in here to to take this spot. And if we just go off of what he did last year, uh, not so good. Not such a good close to the season last year. He ended up with a, a, an ERA at seven and a half, and really just faded down the stretch and really got tagged late in the season. And his last start and last time we've seen him was September 11th against Toronto, where he gave up five earned runs in four innings. With three three balls leaving the yard there at home in Baltimore, and on the other side here, on the other side here with the gardens, well, if you're if you're looking at the the pitching matchup for Cleveland, Plezac he hasn't been very good either this year. Don't forget about last year, not off, especially lately. The last six starts he's got an zero three record. His ERA is six six point eight two. So he's really gotten shell, and he's given up a home run in each one of those six starts. So balls are leaving the yard on Plezac as well. I think for here, the, the Guardians have some depth in the bullpen. They have been they should be well-rested. McKenzie went seven innings last night, and Bieber threw eight innings on Friday night. So the bullpen, probably going to be a bullpen day, considering not only with Pleszak, have not having pitched well over his last six starts, and then on the other side with Dean Kramer. I mean, what are you going to get from him? Probably not going to get much length out of him today. This would be a bullpen game. And if anything, we're looking at this total. It's sitting, where is it at, eight and a half? there's an eight and a half in baseball nowadays for me <laughs> when is that I thought everything was like six and a half and seven um, we're starting to see the balls leave the yard a little bit mm-hmm. the temperatures warming up and I see some tens on here as far as the totals are concerned maybe we're getting back to uh, 21st century baseball with the ball leaving the yard again I'd be probably looking at its juice towards the over that's probably the only look at I'm uh, look I had the only option here is eight and a half looking at the over both these starting pitches I don't think they're going to be long
4: for this game bullpen game on both sides yeah minus 120 is that juice on the over between the Guardians and the Orioles in the city of brotherly love this might be the narrative game of the weekend here you have the Los Angeles Angels losers of 10 straight James against the Philadelphia Phillies who are kind of going on that fired manager bump right now after dismissing Mm -hmm. Joe Girardi a couple days ago the Phillies minus 125 the favorites the Angels plus 105 to snap that 10 game losing streak with a total at eight here which narrative are you rolling with
5: I roll with the the former that you said as far as the Phillies are concerned with the new manager and just the new voice. It's not he's you know he's the bench coach there. Thompson Mm -hmm. was, so he knows the right. He's been with the organization I think for the last five years, so he knows the guys. They know him, and I think that was where for Girardi, yeah, new voice for one. But also I think he kind of really I think the his downfall was mismanaging the the staff, the lineup too, but really the the bullpen and and. Now you get a, a new voice in there, maybe some tinkering with the lineup, and, and you get a boost. Guys get excited. Fine, we don't have to listen to Girardi. Maybe there was just a, a disconnect there between the, in the clubhouse between the players and the manager. And Well, they have sure played like it these first couple games jumping out here, but then on the other side, this is where I think for baseball, Femi, it's just really difficult right now, at least for me as a handicapper, you look collectively over the league. There's 30 teams in the league in Major League Baseball. We know that. There's only, as of today, before the start of today's action, there's only 11 teams that have a, a record better than 500. 11 wow. out of 30 teams have a record better, better than 500. So teams are losing more than they're winning. Uh, that's that's the majority of what's happening here in, in this league right now. And we've seen some uh, never say never in this league, and that's what's difficult. to we We see the Dodgers. They got swept at home by the Pirates this week. We saw a game here in, at Coors Field the other night against the Atlanta Braves where only the second time in the history of Coors Field did we not see any runs scored through nine innings on Friday night since 1995. That, that building, the, you know, the, the stadium was built back in 1995. So there's just so many things That's that incredible. make it so quirky to try to get involved with these games. But you look at the Angels on the other side. And you know as Mike Trout goes so far this season so go the Angels he got off to a tremendous start the first what six weeks of the season or so was hitting about 330 now you mentioned it they've lost 10 games in a row they have only scored five runs in their last five games on this current road trip have the Phillies and so much of that it's hard to attribute it just to one player when you're talking about within the lineup but Mike Trout is so important to this to this lineup of scoring runs during that 10 game losing streak he's hitting he's only had four hits four out of 39 in those 10 games, three hits coming in one game in particular, and his batting average has really suffered because of that. It's dropped 50 points. He was hitting 328. In this 10-game losing streak, he has dropped all the way to 278. 50-point drop for Mike Trout. He's got to start. got to imagine he's probably pressing up there right now. Maybe he needs a day off. But I was kind of surprised this number was as low as it was. Gibson's been pretty solid, two runs or less in seven of his 10 starts so far this season. It was 120 when I looked at it earlier. Now it's up to 125. I understand the move. The only side I'd want to go is with the team
4: with the new manager and the Philadelphia Phillies. The Diamondbacks and the Pirates doing battle in the Steel City. There are a couple more of these below five hundred teams here. The Pirates at home, plus one hundred twenty five. The underdog Diamondbacks, the road favorite at minus one fifty. I don't know if I don't pay you that price with the Diamondbacks, but the total sitting in at seven and a half, juice toward the under at minus one fifteen.
5: Interesting pitching matchup here. I mean, Zach Allen's been tremendous. He's he's allowed two runs or less in eight. Of his nine starts this season, just three home runs, just three balls that left the yard in 50 innings pitched for Gallen. And he's, it's been about his command. He's got a 4-to-1 K-to-walk ratio. So he's commanding his pitches. He's not leaving balls up in the zone to, to leave the park. And then on the other side for this pitching matchup here for the Pirates, uh, it was really a complete turnaround for Zach Thompson. His ERA in the month of April, uh, he, he was getting, he just absolutely got hammered. In the month of April and this month here, complete 180 for Thompson. I'm looking how he's done in this month or for last month, in a sense, for the month of May and complete turnaround here. So he's he's gotten his arms stretched out and he's done far better in this month or the last month of May than he did starting out. And we see that with pitchers. We see sometimes it's going to take them some time to to get stretched out and not having the full the 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 full spring training very condensed spring training so back on track diamondbacks are just one of those teams they do a great job of drawing walks but they're not a great team at putting the ball in play a really low collective batting average i'd probably be looking at the total in this matchup maybe a first five don't like to really get involved with the bullpens but gosh look at these totals have been adjusted now it's it's two bench juice Mm -hmm. just to lay go under four under four in the first five is $1.45. Wow, Mark is gone. Yeah, that's way too much juice. No thanks.
4: Yeah. The Twins are taking on the Blue Jays in Toronto. Toronto's minus 250 on the money line. The Twins first place in the AL Central, plus 200. The total sitting at 8.5. Juice toward the under at 115.
5: Yeah, that's a big number here too and trying to find that's that's where we're talking about all these teams the majority of teams being below 500. Here's the Twins, one of the few teams and the only team within the standings there in the in the American League Central to have a winning, a winning record. I mean, Cleveland is the closest one. They're two games under 500, but I think for the Twins, this is a do we keep waiting to see when the wheels come off for the Twins right now? I think it's more so just because yeah, it's 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 the weakest division in, in all of baseball, in my mind, yeah. anyhow. And, and the White Sox are dealing with a lot of injuries. So the Twins, A, taking advantage of it while they can. But a big, number, a big number like that here, like you said, trying to take a dog price here with two teams that actually have winning records, yeah maybe lean that way anything's going to happen in this uh, with with major league baseball but way too big a price to pay right here i know gossman coming over it used to be the gas can now he's (laughs) he found his stride there in san francisco and and being able to do it now in toronto but way too big a price i've never laid 250 not with these types of pitchers. this is this is not dave stewart on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays, I tend to date myself a lot, but Dave Stewart was lights out money back in the day. He didn't even he didn't have prices at 250.
4: Gossman minus 250. No thanks. <laughs> You're not dating yourself. You're like a fine wine, baby. We're all we're aging with grace <laughs> here. Uh, but you mentioned the White Sox for quick. They're plus 105 in the AL Central. Could be intriguing if they bounce back here as we get into the summer months of the regular season. On the other side, we're going to begin our number two, looking at the gridiron. Talk a little NFL, and we begin that discussion with the Philadelphia Eagles going under the hood on Fly Eagles Fly next here on Betting Across America.